This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Returning here, Mr. Paul Holly. So, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. You have been set up as having a. I've been very, very set up, but actually, this is going to come in two parts, right? And all all evolves around the the same kind of event. Some people will probably remember it, but 10 years ago, there was a a Watford tour to Austria, and there was an incident that actually (laughs) happened between myself and uh, Troy. Uh, and it led to a social media breakdown. But, <laughs> but to be fair to both parties, myself and Mr. Deeney, if Neil's willing to speak to Troy, because he knows him, I think we could have a whole episode on his version of events, my version of events, and, uh, and, and the outcome. So that, that could be a bit of a show in itself. Uh, and I'm sure... <laughs> There will be some people that actually remember that that happening. But leading up to that and what happened before and touching on what Neil said about lovely Gianfranco Zola. So I paid for myself. I found out from Scott Duxbury where Watford were on tour in this beautiful remote Austrian village right on the Italian border. So I spent a fortune getting a flight to Verona. I spent money on a a three-hour cab ride. Up, up into this beautiful village and turned up at this hotel and then got very excited when I started seeing the 2013 Watford squad, which, you know, one hand you had the likes of Lloyd Doyley and then you had Angela, Vidra, you know, all the all, all the people that we brought in from, from Udinese. And uh-huh. anyway, I was milling around the hotel and Zola was sat down with two other chaps and really remote, very quiet. And he looked at me and we just started chatting and he invited me to sit down. So I sat down and we're all having a drink and I'm sort of thinking, oh God, you know, I'm sat here with Zola and he just spoke to me and we just joined in the general conversation about football. And then everybody moved from the hotel to the local town square and we're walking up the hill uh, to this town square 
And I started chatting to one of the other guys sat down and I said, uh, I said, oh, how do you know Gianfranco then? And he said, oh, uh, we used to play together. I said, oh, OK, where? Oh, Chelsea, the national team. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry. I, I, I don't recognise you. He said, uh, Pierluigi Casaraghi. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't stop there. We got to the square oh and uh, he said to me, oh, what are you drinking? I said, oh, I'll have a, a lager. And the four of us, so there was Gianfranco, there was Pierlu- Luigi Casaraghi, and there was also the head of AC Milan's academy, just stood in this square <laughs> drinking lager whilst the local band came out and played in the played in the square. But it was such a such a lovely bloke. And but there there was a follow-up event that happened <laughs> two days later after Gianfranco invited me and four other Watford fans who were out there to the players' night, allegedly after two weeks of intense training and lockdown them had to be back in their rooms by 10 p.m. in the evening. They let them have their freedom for one night where they can let their hair down and he invited me to that occasion and i'll park it there and as i say if neil wants to get try on we'll do a whole separate show Sorry. just I just on that because uh it, it was quite infamous but yeah so that that that's i, I think that's got to be the winner so far that story i have uh, to say to not know that you're sitting there because zola was the assistant to kaziragi as the manager of the italian under 21s i think it was at the time as well yes. or just before yeah. he came across yeah. oh yeah and anybody who's not aware of pierre luigi kaziragi fine center <laughs> forward fine center forward with juventus and uh and italy that's a brilliant one he was like, so who are you then yeah. Oh dear. I think he was uh I think he found it quite funny that I didn't I didn't recognise him but but it just goes to show you're all human, aren't we? And that's why it's great with the ex players as well. You know, what to you know, we adore them, um, or most of them when they're when they're playing, but you know, when they retire, we still have respect, but you know, we realise that everybody's normal. Of course, absolutely. Absolutely. That's brilliant stuff. I'm loving that. What what was your what were your thoughts from today? Anything at yeah. all you want to add to the to the mix? Yeah, I, I actually sat in the Elton John stand not far from both dugouts, actually. And I think, you know, a few weeks ago, I described the team as ap- apathetic or there was a lot of apathy. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that today, but what's the difference between your Blackburns, your Blackpools, your Rotherhams? They're working us out. So what I noticed very intensely, because I was sat near the Blackburn dugout, is they have a very clear game plan. And they know if they come out, fired up, they bully us and they drop deep and they cut out all the space. Mm -hmm. And then when they get the ball, they break quickly. That is the blueprint to frustrate us and get a point or beat us. And so right from the off, Blackburn were very aggressive. There was lots of little nudges off the ball, shirt pulls, Ajero got a couple of whacks and he kind of was looking around going, what's happening? What's happening? But, you know, it was like very well prepared and there was very little space. So we just created very little in the first half. And then obviously what one thing Blackburn did do is they moved the ball very quickly. And I've always been a big fan of Bradley Dack. And Shamey's had a couple mm. of really bad injuries because he actually is a very, very good player. Yep. And, it, and he gets them moving very quickly. And, all right, the goal, the writing was on the wall. We were leaving players unmarked in certain areas. And, you know, it's just there is a blueprint to play against Watford. And we, we've got to work that out. We've got to do something different or we're just going to get the same again and again. And then we're reliant on individual moments of brilliance. You know, Pedro 
game, you know, great player, but he's having to come deeper and deeper and deeper to start moves off. That yep. that run down the wing by Sarr in the second half was world class. Yep. I mean, if anyone would have caught him, that would have they'd have probably got a red. But then there's just no end product. We never look like scoring. You know, for the second week running, we've had a debutant defender having to score a goal for us. So I thought we were more upbeat. Uh, Bilic, having observed him, it was getting very frustrated. I thought the referee was awful. He lost control of the game. He allowed Blackburn to bully us and time waste. And, you know, he didn't help us at all. But we've really got to work that out. Now, obviously, it's great to see Loser coming back, Cleverly coming back. But no matter who comes, back we've got to have a better game plan and I think Ron's point earlier will Billich be there next season I don't I think even if we went up I don't think he would be so but the flip side of that is if we change him now unless we're going to bring someone in for the following season or actually with a bit of a plan to say yeah we're going to have someone for two and a half years all right you can never guarantee that because people might not deliver and if Adolf or whatever his name is, is that person, then <laughs> potentially if they've already identified the right one, then maybe there is the opportunity to do it sooner rather than later. But anybody else, it's just, it's not going to change anything. And the biggest concern for me, again, was in the transfer window. Sorry, Brit. I mean, he came on today. It's nowhere near championship standard anymore. I might be very harsh on a short term, but... That's a sign of desperation. That's a sign of no transfer strategy. The story of potentially getting Sissoko back because they missed out on, uh, is it Livermore at uh, West Brom? But where's the strategy? It's always down to last minute, strange, very, very strange signings. And, you know, you look at your Bayos and your Manages and you go back through the years. There's no real strategy in place. It's all bull. All this project and it's all blown away now. And the most encouraging thing today was the two centre-halves. I thought, mm. okay, could have done better for the goal, but actually I was quite encouraged. And Porteous as well. They look aggressive. I think they are going to be an upgrade with Cathcart as a backup. I think they're definitely an upgrade on your Cabasellis and co. So I was encouraged by that. I don't think we're a side ready to go up. And actually, I think if we even get in the playoffs, it could do us a disservice. I feel like we just need to run out the rest of this season, get everyone back fit, get the right coach in, and, and have a proper go next season. I think that Sheffield, Burnley have gone. I think there are teams with better appetite and better organisation that will get up through the playoffs. We are not that team. We don't have the belly. We don't have the coach for, to get through the playoffs, in my opinion. There you go. There you go. There goes Paul. Best mate to Pierre-Luigi Casiraghi. Um, and then Zola. Paul, brilliant stuff. We love that. We love that entirely. Thank you very much for coming on, as always. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Right, we've got a couple of calls to do. Um, Ed uh, and Nipper. Sorry, guys, I didn't get to you, and I think you're taking your requests away. So if you do want to come on, just, just hit request. I will get you in. In the meantime, let's quickly go to Gary, who was positioned, if I remember rightly, about three seats behind. Carl, so I imagine would have been enjoying the uh, the celebration. So Gary, if you want to hit your mic button, you should be able to come on if you're there, sir. Good evening, Peter. Good evening, sir. How how was how was your your match day and your pre match? Well, the pre match was very wet. I'm I'm far too pissed to talk about the game. 
To be honest, I'd still be out on the piss with Carl and their American friends, but the London Overground isn't working, so I've got to get a train into central London before I can get out. I don't really want to talk about it. Other than I think Porteous is going to be the captain next season, without a shadow of a doubt. Good stuff. that's Good stuff. What 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 would you like? Okay. What what would you like to talk to us about then today, sir? Uh, I just wanted to turn around and say about how proud that you, Justin and Carl, should be about what you've done with Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. There's two guys that have come over from America for a game. They they came over yesterday. I hope, really hope they put the tourist shots on uh, Twitter or something. And literally, they came over to watch a match because of you guys. And that's the only reason why they're here. And I think you guys. Should I know? I know. I know. As men, we don't really sort of um, take pride in that. I know Cole brushed it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting the beers in, but you guys should be really proud that you know the American guys have come over because of you three. And you know, I salute you, and I'm sure everybody else that you know, even the patrons or the people that lurk or whatever, absolutely salute what you guys do. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Genuinely, the best thing about all of this is about, we talked last year about, you know, it not being a feeling like a community club. I hope for people, wherever you are, this feels like at least a little part of the community of the club and hopefully we can extend it further and having people coming across. I don't know if you heard, but uh, Jack looks like he's going to be coming across for Bristol City as well. That would be good because nobody will speak to him a, a yellow banana he says about Watford at home so he'll come over here and, uh, and and he'll have his bananas with us instead but no it's great it's great fun and I hope everybody's enjoying it if you are in the UK fantastic come in and join with us that, that that's great if you are abroad and you're looking at it you know and feeling so remote just just get in here and 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 come in and uh, and join in that's the important stuff that's the important stuff because let's face it this is this is about just joining with the thing that connects everybody which is Watford so there we go there we go. Thank you, Gary, and uh, and have a have a have a good uh, train journey back in there. Let's go across to Nipper. Nipper, how are you doing? Sir? I'm all right, mate. How you doing, boys? We're all right. Thank you very much. How are you? How are you bearing up and feeling with everything? Yeah, oh, mate. Do you know what? It's the first game I've been to in a couple of months, and it felt like normal service was resumed. But I think we rallied. <laughs> It's like, am I a bad motto, mascot? I don't know. But what I'm sort of struggling with a little bit is, is the identity of the mm-hmm. team. So so since Billich has been there, yes, he might have had a depleted squad. Yes, he's got the new players now. But under his guidance and tenure, are we a defensive team, a ball retention team, an attacking team? Because I haven't seen us shut up shop. I haven't seen us score lots of goals. We've had a bit of ball retention, but it's in that part of the non-threatening part of the pitch, our top third of our half. We pass mm-hmm. it around the back four for four or five passes. We go long to someone that doesn't exist and it comes straight back on us. I don't know if I'm... Am I just seeing that? Does anyone else agree? I don't know. No, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I was sat with Justin today because my lad didn't come. So Justin yeah, I was, was looking for him, actually. Sat next I to couldn't me. see him. Yeah, and, uh, and it was um, it was interesting because there was a time where we're suddenly playing this the ball from Backman into Hoot yep. to the left back and then back again, and we're playing this all slightly dodgy stuff in, in our own box because we're trying to draw, well, draw in, yes. the Blackburn players forward, but then we never play a ball in behind them. We never play a ball in behind them. No, no, I agree. They, they come up the pitch ten yards, you dink it in behind, but it's, it doesn't doesn't happen, does it? It doesn't seem to go anywhere. It feels it feels, and I'm, this isn't a criticism of of, of uh, Billich, other than to say this is what the team sort of looks like, exactly as you're saying, is the fact that we seem to draw them in and then we play, but we never exploit and then, it, and then we never, we never go the momentum up either. So when you do get that exactly, when you do get that gap of exploitation, they never put the finger on the trigger; it goes backwards and sideways. 
and I'm not a criticism, you know, because I love retention football. I hate go look going long and stuff, but it just doesn't feel. And also but, the chowdery getting the ball in the first ten minutes on the edge of our half and back. I didn't half shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, ev- everybody come back and tell us where where we're we're where we're wrong here because all opinions count. But it's like. Chowdhury is is a player who will break up the opposition Absolutely. team. That's the that's the Do idea. You want him on the ball so on the, your box from the keeper. Exactly. There we go. He, he's he, his game is not about passing no. and possession. It's it's about it's about breaking it up and then with with all due respect because that's a skill in itself. Giving the ball to people who massively. Can play, Absolutely. You know, uh, Everyone needs in, a hot carrier. Respect. Everyone needs the guy to do the donkey work and they get overlooked and they're the, they're probably the most important player in every team. But in my opinion, humble. Anyway, there we go, mate. Mm. No, no, absolutely. So, Nipper, what we do need from everybody, though, today, and thank you for calling, that's lovely, is your most tenuous connection to the club. So far, I think I think Luther Bliss's brother coming around and mending your boiler is probably still the winner uh, at this moment in time, although there have been others. Do you think you have anything to yeah, rival Andy it? Collins. That's very Ooh. tenuous. I've known Andy since I was about 10 years old, and uh, he thinks the club like him. No, I'm <laughs> 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 oh, nipper everybody there. Oh, wow. Well no, and also, well I might well, have something for the... Um, the archives. I, was, I, I caught up on the podcast from before Christmas in a charity auction at the end of season dinner. I think it was Zola's first year. I stupidly blind bid for Batocchio's signed watercolour when he got goal of the season. Oh, wow. What, the Huddersfield goal? Yeah, yeah. So it's in my boy's room. Don't ask how much it cost. And by the time I finished it paying it off, he'd moved on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Oh, is this something we can get a digitised version of? I'll I'll grab it. And also a very tennis one. My mum and her best mate, rest their souls, with Luther Bliss and Graham Taylor, in the town hall in about 1990, doing some sort of dinner and speech signed by Luther and Graham. And I'll dig it out. Ooh. I found it, but that's Ooh, yes. recently. Oh, well, we love this because because Tom and Neil, who, who yeah, run yeah. Watford Gold, which is a, a digitised yes. archive, which is, which is fabulous, but it's also fabulous in that sort of tenuous connection kind of yeah. sense, if you know what I mean. It's like, what? Yeah. Really? But there you um, go. Anyway, you Andy know, White, Collins does the oh. end of season dinners. He's one of my best mates and he's a, yeah, we love Andy we Collins, love and he came on and triumphed against against the uh, dark Luton forces of Justin Dealey. He won four oh, two, and yeah. the next right, look, and care, the next boys. couple of days we won four nil. Nipper, thank you, sir. Wonderful stuff. Good to hear from you. Let's Cheers, go mate. then. Let's go then. Finally, Cheers, mate. Let's go to Mister John Parslow and uh, and see whether or not he is, as we all know, often on Charlie Charlie Wood Common, but he doesn't sound like he's there at the moment. John, where are you, and what are your thoughts? Hi, Pierre. Hi, Justin. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually on a motorway because I've had to drive Ooh. my uh, daughter to uh, to a uh, dinner in um, Uppsbridge, so I'm just on my way back dropping her off. So, uh, yeah, no dog walk yet. So. Yeah, fair enough. So, sir, what did you, what what did you think of the day today? Yeah, I've got I've got a few pointers, but um, bigger picture first is I mean, clearly we're just joining it uh, without repeating what I said last week is. Uh, you know, this is just like starting our season now. Um, we've effectively got a new squad, new players, and, you know, we're playing like a bunch of disjointed strangers. You know, there's clearly some good bits going on. But then when we're getting in the right positions, you know, and Martins was hugely culpable of this, you know, just then the wrong pass, the not quite knowing where the men are. So it's, it's a bit of a mess from that point of view. And, yeah, it's going to be like trying to, trying to get some points enough and then get the momentum going for the playoffs. But, but yeah, for the, for the bigger picture. 
Fair enough. I am. I've got uh, yeah, three big gripes, really. Go for it. Around. Kamara, seriously, I will buy his ticket back to it. <laughs> right? Honestly, because it's just a complete waste of time. I mean, I feel sorry for Morris because I think he was starting to gel. I think he actually was joining up with Sarah a lot better, and that's not that's not been happening. And Kamara is just is just keep paying his wages, fine, but just let him go and sit in the euthanasia and annoy them because he's annoying me. Hell, and the best bit of the game today, I don't know if you saw it. The best bit was when do you remember when Kamara got collapsed and he was on yes. the floor? Yes. And then Woot, is that his name? Came yep. over and I thought he was going to just check he was okay. No, he yanked him up and told him to get his fucking ass off the ground, <laughs> get off the pitch and get playing again. And for that, Woot might be my player of the season already. So just for that one moment apart from the goal, that was telling. New player comes in and he's yanking him off the ground and tells me everything right on that one. Yeah. Second gripe, Brit Asombolonga. Why? What 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 was the question that he was the answer? Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, I feel really sorry, right? So two things, you know, where's Adiemo? Adiemo's gone off, gone out now, and as an impact, even uh, he'd be ten times what he's given us already, and I just don't see it. I just don't see that that working at all. Right. And um, yeah, to be honest, and you know, um, yeah, I, I actually quite like Pio. He was great for a last-minute goal, and you know, then we sacked him off for bringing Brits on longer. So, well, your your um, five your five-word review, which which shows a fine level of alliteration, is Brits bollocks bring back bio. Which I thought <laughs> that's a fine command of the English language you have there. Well done, sir. That's the level of yeah. things we like to see. Yeah, that's my that's my degree coming to play. Yeah, so that's um, <laughs> it. Wasn't wasted. Go on. Then. Yeah. What, 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 was, what was your last one? Go on. Well, that's the first time it's never been wasted. The rest of it has been. <laughs> um, so, um, and the third one, oh, another B for you. Um, you know, uh, village, seriously. So, uh, I I never ever want to sack a manager. But I I agree with a lot of things. If he's not there, I said this last week. If he's not there, he's not there for the future. We have got a problem, and. I think it's always starting to show itself because uh, he is making mistakes. I mean, Martin should have come off at half time, mm-hmm. not a not a Um Arojo would surely play better with Davis being a foil and just something going on. You know, um, we all knew Pedro wasn't going to last. He couldn't. You know that. You know, I yeah. suspect he was on. I suspect he was on longer than he was meant to be. Um, and he was cramping off, so they took the first time that happened. They they went for it, and um, yeah. And I'd have liked to have seen Arejo for at least another ten, fifteen minutes just to see without him being held and struggling. Called, I mean, he was struggling first half. You know, I'm not I'm not saying he had a good first half. And then we could probably needed him in the last few minutes. I don't know. So so and and I don't know. I, I fear that Bilic is falling into the. He knows he's not going to be there. So he's he's binning the youth for, for other players. I don't know where Spree has gone. Is he injured? No, Neil made the made the same point, and he did wonder whether or not that. because because of the homegrown rule, whether or not certain players are missing out because Hamer was again in, and Hamer Hamer being on the bench tends to signify that the homegrown rule kind of uh, figure is 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 giving us a bit of an issue because otherwise normally a Koye is there. Okay. You can you can have your opinions about a Koye if that's good or bad or ill, but uh, no, no, that's okay. normally the reason. Then, then let's let's get 
Martin's off to the dentist next week and bring bringing us three for for a week. Give you know, let's swap it around a little bit because um because I think when we need to unlock something, he's another one who just not perfect, but he's he'll work hard and he'll just do something and you know, and Martin's probably just needs I mean I'm listen, if he's if, well, he's not he's on loan as well, isn't he? So he's not yes, yes, he, he's back to uh, so his he, at the end. <laughs> well, two tickets then. Okay, so uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is yeah. I'm Mr. Positive, aren't I? Great. This is this is really good. So this is what this is what's happening to me. So uh, I'm with Rupert on this one. I'm I'm just not sure. And I and I totally understand if if they've got somebody in mind and he's not available at the moment and and therefore they won't disrupt it. But if they know who they want for next season, I'd do it now. I honestly would do it now. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All good. John, before we before we, we leave you and go across to Ed, who's waiting there to, for us to go and see, I, I think it's only appropriate that we end this in, in Florida um, in terms of the callers. John, your most tenuous connection to the club that you can think of. Oh, God. Okay. Um. So I've been carried off the Vicarage Roach pitch by one of the same stretcher bearers who dropped Pierre Issa. Oh, that's strong. That is strong, everybody. I'm not I sure. Haven't got the pro- I haven't got the provenance, but, um, yeah, but they didn't drop me, luckily. So, uh, yeah. So you've been carried by one quarter of the of of the quartet. For anybody who yeah. doesn't remember it, Pierre Issa was one of the expensively signed players under Gianluca Vialli, R.I.P. And against Birmingham, if I remember rightly, um, he was uh, he was on a stretcher. He'd, he'd done his shoulder in, and they came on and bought, bought the stretcher off. And but somebody was carrying, trying to carrying him, wearing soft or kind of flat soled shoes, and he went for a ball of chalk all over the place and Pierre Issa was again then dropped on said shoulder again it was a thing of joy but you you managed to make it off the pitch in one piece and I'm, I think we're all the better for that John that's very very strong indeed wonderful stuff thank you very much John have a safe journey back from Uxbridge there lovely stuff Hi this is Tommy Mooney and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast Hi This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's finish the callers with going across to Florida. We've heard because we've got, Ed, we've got some of some of your uh, your your people over your side of the pond are over our side of the pond today. And they're making making fine Fine, uh, fine efforts to to be Watfordish. How are you? Long time no speak, mate. Long time no speak, Peter. Good. How how are you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> apart apart from the normal whining and gnashing of teeth. No. All good, mate. All good. What what do yeah, you I'm, think I'm, of today and everything? I wish I could be as enthusiastic about our American friends spending forty eight hours uh, over in Watford, but I think the last time I did that, it was uh, to see a six nil battering at, at Wembley Stadium. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't advise the forty-eight hour trips these days. Go go for a week, maybe um, limit the Watford time. But no, it was great to hear their uh, enthusiasm and their positivity. I, I quite enjoyed that. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Good um, stuff. And, and also, I've just sort of picked myself up off the floor. John Parslow's opinions are... I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. The, the agreeance with Uncle Ron slash Rupert is is astonishing what, what eight months can do um, to an individual's opinion, and I commend it. Uh, I really do. You know, I, I wanted to, to talk uh, a little bit about that, um, you know, this, this opinion of Bilic and the consensus around giving him time and now isn't the time to get rid of him. And something Rich said earlier on around how the narrative has changed from Pozo out to, to Bilic out and how people mm-hmm. can't understand that. Why has the focus gone away from the villain and, and moved to the, the poor, innocent manager who, who doesn't have a hope or a chance? But... Uh, if you will, uh, we're going to go Gamelan call and response, some Q&A, some uh, interaction. So bear with me. At the start of the season, what did we, and, and I say we, I'm going to go with th- th- this kind of community because people like to say that this community can be quite uh, insignificant in its voice and opinion and not representative of the masses of Watford fans. But mm-hmm. this community, what did we want at the start of the season? What did we want with Rob Edwards? That's oh, right, yeah. Oh, that, that's a question for you. Oh, right. Wow. Hence the asking me questions. I like this. I apologise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologise. I was I was, uh, I was, was resting upon my laurels. But when you've got laurels my size, you kind of rest on them quite a lot. Yeah, we wanted to have cultural change. We wanted to have a manager who would be planning and building for the future. Is that a reasonable response? Yeah, there, there was one word that sprung to my mind, and that was project. Is that, okay. is that a fair, fair word? Yeah, that's reasonable. I've asked for that yeah. in the last few weeks, absolutely. So what, what did we get immediately with uh, the first sort of few weeks of that transfer window under the commencement of that project? Do you, do you think we got that? Did we get a project in the first few weeks of the transfer window? No, we, we we know what we got. We got we got a crock of shite, to be quite frank. Um, yeah. And I, 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 don't, I, mean, I mean that in as much as the fact that this window has spent mainly unpicking that one. Exactly that, yeah. Um, so then what followed that crock of shite? <laughs> right, okay, so we, we, we're going uh, question and response on all of this. Right, so we had this, 11, this is, we had 11 games. So, no, 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 it's okay. I've got to tease it out. We had 11 games under, under Mr. Rob Edwards, now current incumbent at Kenilworthless Road. And of those 11 games, one of which was in the, in the League Cup, we lost three, we won three, and the rest were drawn. One of the ones that we lost, obviously, was in the League Cup itself to Milton Keynes, Don's reserves versus our reserves. So you can argue if that doesn't count, which would give him a win three, draw five, and lost two in the league. And then he was let go. Yeah, that was a very, very long way about getting to the, yeah. But yes, in short, he was let go. Uh, and then what followed that, I- I'll quickly get to the point, was a mass. And again, I say mass in terms of uh, this community because, of course, there were uh, lots of people that were uh, shouting down against this community being the voice of reason and the voice of Watford. But the the Pozo out chants and and hankies and all the rest of it, T-shirts, God bless Brett, um, commenced. (laughs) And that lasted for all of about five minutes with some continuing to uh, to bang that drum and, and, and some effectively accepting the fact that um, Gino Pozzo isn't going anywhere, is he? So this really brings me back to the the origin here. And following Mr. Pozzo is, is kind of challenging because he, he sort of seems to agree entirely. With Gino Pozzo at the helm, a project doesn't seem to be a thing uh, of apparent. So it's not going to happen. We're not going to have a manager that uh, well, certainly the manager that we wanted supported. That didn't happen. They brought in Bilic, um, who is a name on paper, who has had an incredibly difficult job 
uh, but they haven't supported him either. And, you know, there's there's a lot of this talk about Ben Manga coming in, um, Costa coming in and, and doing what they want to do uh, and not what Billich wants. And, and people have been hugely critical of that. But people need to accept that if Pozzo isn't going to go anywhere, then the narrative that they want doesn't necessarily work anymore. A project manager that, that they want to see or support of a manager, in this case, Billich, it's apparent that's not going to happen. Number one, we know he's not going to be there past the end of this season. I, I think that's been strongly alluded to. But number two, it's apparent that they, they don't particularly care for him now in terms of the, the, the staff they brought in or the players they brought in. The players he wanted, he was very vocal about, um, and he didn't necessarily get. So to, to the point of Uncle Runner, I, you know, I've been very much on the fence in the in the past few weeks about is it going to achieve anything? It's not not going to achieve anything getting rid of him. It's evident that he, he's there, uh, just like all the other managers, to be there or the head coaches. He is just a presence. Uh, the club don't care for him. They're not supporting him. So why not bring in, as, as Ron has said, Adi Hutter, who Ben Manga has a history with. If that is going to be the way that this club is going to move forward, then let's move forward with it. If Gino Pozzo is going to disappear, then sure, let's get in a project manager. Let's support that project manager and let's spend two years developing. But that's not happening. So I think people need to really accept that and, and move on and, and get behind whatever that journey is going to look like. But it's not Slavan Bilic. So we keep him for however long. It's, it, it, he will be gone. I mean, Christ, Burnley's going to be a challenging game. But um, if he's here by then and, and, and Burnley do what Burnley uh, uh, will inevitably do, then uh, I, I do fear, well, I don't fear for him. He, he's gone. Yeah, so why, let's go back to rest on our laurels. Why are we doing that? What's the point? What's it achieving? Because the football that he's doing or, or the football he's playing uh, and the tactics, particularly the in-game tactics, are just so questionable. Then Someone said earlier on, there's no style. There's no clear patterns of play. There's no, this is, Identity. What, this is what we expect. Yeah, that's, that's a good word. Yeah. Um, and there isn't, is there? No, I think, you know, for the last, I think, three three games, something like that, three weeks, three games, we've kind of, the, the, the conversation has been, you know, what do we think around around Billich in terms of one, has there been a material change or a material improvement from, from Rob Edwards? There certainly clearly was at the start because we stopped drawing those five games that I alluded to out of the first 10 league games, which is a 50% drawing rate. And suddenly we were winning or we were losing. And so if you, if you win five games and you lose five games you're getting 15 points you know from those games that you're winning as opposed to you know five draws and and uh, uh, and three wins you're, you're at least kind of improving the points per game ratio which we did and we came up from kind of 12th to to about that sort of third spot and now we seem to be sort of falling away in terms of your point about the in-game piece and the lack of identity and all of the things yeah absolutely we've been talking about that you know literally <laughs> for, for, for well literally all the way through through the Billich era, to be honest with you, with the exception probably of Stoke and, and Luton, which have always been called out as the two games where there were actually performances, actual coherence in terms of uh, in terms of what was going on. Um, Yet now's the time you know, last week, to not go. And so, so you who who said for him to not go? Well, I mean, to, to, to name one, you know, the, the the opening of the show, Greg. Um, you know, now, now oh, yeah, isn't no, the no. time. But lots of people have said now is not the time. Lots of people have said, you know, why is the focus on the manager? Changing the manager achieves nothing. But but the point is, uh, 
yeah, but hold on, it that's but that's if if you look back and you we go back beyond Rob, clearly the changing of the manager has not been the elixir to solve everything because otherwise we wouldn't be where we are. So there is a there is a point to that in terms of changing that, and there is a point to saying for you know that whole strewn list of bodies who've been buried, um, you know, or, or should we say released under a confidentiality agreement, that, that, that it hasn't worked. I think that's a reasonable thing to, to say. I think the real there point which, which you said there though. is, is, and I, for me, that is the Ben Manga piece. That does oh, change things. That mm-hmm. absolutely changes things, which is why we put out um, on the on, on the Twitter spaces this week, some things around um, Adi Husser because he'd been in, involved with him because of how we played. And we've mentioned over the last couple of weeks, uh, and I appreciate that not everybody gets a chance to, to catch up on everything, but exactly your point there is the fact that he had been reported to have not been getting along very well. And as you quite rightly said, the transfer window saw a number of players coming in who didn't really fit with what was being very, very vocally asked for by Bilic in terms of, I want another striker, I want another winger, and I want another midfield player. So there seems to be this 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 form of disconnect. The other thing is, if you go back through the Eintracht Frankfurt years with Manga, he typically plays with a three at the back. And one of the things we were talking about was, especially with the uh, signature of, of Hoot as a left-sided uh, centre-back, now we finally got, well, and we were still paying for him, but we got shot of uh, Courtney Hawes is whether or not we might move to that. And I I think we're kind of positioning ourselves to potentially move in that direction. I I don't know whether Addy Hooter is going to come in, but I've got no problem with some people saying, you know, no, changing the manager isn't the, the problem. Exactly in the same way as I've got no problem with saying, I think it is. I think it's worthwhile. I think it's the, it's the absolute debate. Where do you put yourself in the, where, where does your opinion sit? Because you said sort of both, but I think you're saying that it's probably now time to go. Now time to depart from Village. Is that what your thoughts are? Yeah, it's, it's become so difficult to um, to, to, to care <laughs> that, that over the last sort of six months, I, I you know, it, 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 it I've grown ever ever more absent, but um, no, I, th- I think it, it is pointless keeping him. The 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 in game tactics, the the squad selections, the the substitutions are, are just a little bit bleak. Um, so I, I think yeah, keep keeping him is is a pointless exercise. Uh, and and again, it's like it, that's that's not falling foul of of Gino Pozzo's uh, number one kind of this is what I do I change manager and, and we're a laughing stock I, I genuinely think that if, if any change has been evidenced it is in the last six months and, and now we need to, to change that final piece which is um, is the head coach position uh, yeah. do I know anything about Adi Hutter as, as Ron Key's, um, uh referencing uh, no I, I don't but it's clear that, that we've got some creative people now uh, in charge of the, the technical side of the club, uh, which is a, a, a miracle compared to what we've had in, in mm-hmm. recent history. Um, is that Gino stepping in the right direction? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, are other things changing and likely to change in the summer? Yes, they are, um, if the, if the rumours are, are, are correct. So let's get that final piece of the puzzle in now, um, get that head coach position in if Village if isn't going to be here next season. Don't wait any longer because... Uh, you know the playoffs are up for grabs. Um, do do I think we we have right now the ability to do anything in those playoffs? I don't know. I, I think some of those other teams in there have a lot more uh, 
passion than than, than this mm. current this current squad. But but equally, some of the you know the changes, the the introduction of, of Porteous or or however he he is pronouncing his name um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that, is 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 fantastic. And then uh, you know Hoot or however you pronounce his name. Um, look brilliant you know the fact that we brought in two centre halves again Pozzo evidencing change um, credit where credit is due it's probably four and a half five years too late to bring in two centre halves but we brought in two centre halves that have scored two goals on both of their debuts what does that how does that reflect against the rest of our centre halves who haven't uh, you know between them scored two goals you'll have to fact check me on that but all season no, you know, no, no. I don't, I don't disagree with them. I don't disagree with you. I think they've they've come in and they've both been well, especially especially Porteous because we've seen two two games of him and he he has played well. But as I think it was Neil said, you know, we you know we, I think I called it the you know, Juan Carlos Paredes effect. You know, sometimes yeah, people yeah, can have a good that, game. Yeah. They, 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 this wait and see just in case. But no, I agree with it. It's it looks like a very good and sensible suggestion. There are a couple of caveats. I, I I'll just just throw in as a side is. If the person that he wants to bring in, and I'm talking about Ben Manga here, is available to come in now, because we know previously, mm-hmm. for example, Billich didn't want to come in last year in, in place of uh, of Hodgson because he, he just didn't want to come in at that particular point. The other thing would be is that we've got a lot of loan players in um, at, the, at the moment, and whether or not bringing in another manager to work with you know, five of the match day squad who are going to go back on, you know, back on uh, from loan in what, just, just off the top of my head, um, Arosh, or other, other pronunciations are indeed available. Um, uh, Kamara, we've got uh, Pat Butcher, otherwise known as uh, Matthias Martins. We've got uh, Keenan Davis, and there's one other who's eluding me for, oh, and, and, uh, and uh, Hamza Chowdhury. So there's five of our starting, um, you know, match there where, you know, if we bring somebody in and, and have a go for it and try and consolidate, you can sort of understand it. We'll see. But certainly the numbers are at the moment where they were when Gino made the decision to jettison Rob Edwards. Absolutely. And I think for, for and it's not for me to put words into, into Ron's mouth at all, but I think in terms of agreeing with what you're saying there is that Ron's point, it has, has always been, if you look under the underlying subtext, if you're going to get rid of Rob Edwards on that basis and you are go, reverting back to the old, style or the, the traditional shall we say Watford Pozzo model which is yeah. we will change the manager if it's not working because we need to bring in something now something now doesn't appear to be really working or going in the in the same direction and therefore it makes very little sense to keep him on bearing in mind the somewhat flat performances that we've seen the somewhat rudderless performances we've seen and often what exactly what people have said identityless um uh, kind of football from Watford which is there all good stuff ed well look it's lovely to hear from you sir i do have to mm-hmm. ask you though i want to know your most tenuous connection to the club that you can think. And obviously, having been a fan for a long time, I'm sure you might have something to hand that is extremely tenuous. Yeah, I think I've referenced it before, actually. But uh, yeah. it's un- undoubtedly Lee-, Lee Nogan coming around for spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> oh, oh, people, people, Lee Nogan, spaghetti bolognese is up there with Luther. We have a joint decision. We may even have to put this to a midweek vote. Lee Nogan yeah. and spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, the, the microphone has just been dropped, mate. I don't think there's any competition. You, you, to be, you, mate, to be there you go. Truthful. In that case, there goes Ed exiting stage left with, I have to say, the exit upon all exits. Lean Ogan, everybody. 
spaghetti bolognese. No idea why I find that so pleasing, but I really, really do. Right, guys, quickly, let's spin through some five-word reviews and comments. And thank you so much for everybody who's put in loads of these. Carl Campion came back and said, Thermos thrown down in frustration. Well, we all know about Thermoscape. He also said, Nathan Jones, future PE teacher. I think uh, I think it's, it's interesting that Nathan Jones has managed to take the... Uh, <laughs> the, the 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 lack of care from the Watford community with him all the way to Southampton. Probably go back to Luton again soon. Nick Smith, hi Nick, said uh, flat, shite and very boring. That's kind of what we were talking about in terms of being identityless, I think. Michael Froome said Virgil van Porteous, the highlight. Yeah, I think we're all liking those centre-backs, especially Porteous, I think. And uh, and I, I think we're settling on Porteous. I think we're settling on Porteous. Steve Potso out says, same as every bloody week. It's like watching Strictly Come Dancing. Slow, slow, quick, quick, slow. I love the fact that Steve will have no truck with this five-word nonsense. Well done, Steve. Well done. Go to the top of the class. Smitty said, average side doing average things. Yeah, we just seem, we still seem to be, and I think this echoes back to Ed's point and the people who are looking at it, regardless of whether or not you want uh, Billich in or out, what have you, we still seem to be less than the sum of our parts. There still seems to be a little bit of trouble at Mill, but we'll we'll see. But we did get the point today, so, you know, something. Garston Horn says, we are not going up. Catherine Jones, Ryan Porteous is a player. I think she's added a yellow heart, which I think is a nice touch. Simon Parkin says, if a Zombalonga is the answer... Dot, 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 dot. John Parslow, I think he's in your camp there. Uh, John Parslow, who said, Brit bollocks, bring back bio. Dave Lavender said, another huff and puff performance. Carl Campion back again. Whackers not in my club. I have no idea what that means. Brian Edwards, Saar is really, really shit. Oh, a lot of people thought that Saar had a few kind of moments. Uncle Ron, Uncle Ron came in with, Billich out, corner flag tonight. There you go. Brian Edwards again. So many players are back. We are suddenly getting those players back. We will see. But Jobbo's point is Burnley are licking their lips. Now, that'd be interesting to see. Um, Watford FC Sweden says, Swedish Hornets says, uh, no promotion. Let's be frank here. That's an excellent gift. Well done. Liking that a lot. Uh, Hampshire Hornets said, Edwards out of his depth. Mike Smart, I still hate this team. Louis Teixeira, good to see players back. The Big Lebowski, hello, Big Cheese. Says new glasses, same old Watford. Paul Fiander Turner said Kamara can't defend for shit. Jason Rose says yet another goal this first half. Rillo, Jones has been sacked, Gino. What? What? Has he? Has he? Is that what happened? Oh, God, I need to go and find out. Harry Clark says, Porteous and Hoot, standouts. Peter Ryan, toothless. Kone Martins, unfit, bewildered. Stephen Atkinson says, and a tenuous link. Oh, we've got a tenuous link, everybody. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. I've known Scott Fitzgerald since he was a bump in his mum's tummy and played both football and hockey with him. Oh, that's strong. That's very, I, I like this. That's 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 very good indeed. Um, Ian Bacon says, oh, God, it's Burnley next. Natasha Wright says, squandered chances with atrocious finishing. Ryan D, hey, Ryan, says, uh, Plymouth away, 23-24, get in. God, it might be, mightn't it? Plymouth oh, Plymouth is a hell of a long way to go, isn't it? Kev Anderson says, uh, possession doesn't win points. You're quite right. When we went through there, we had more possession. We really didn't do enough with it. Ryan Cripps, gutted, deserve better. It'll come. There you go. The, the whole point of this, guys, is that there is a difference of opinion with everybody. And I, you know, I, hey, call me stupid, but I'm in favour of that. Rob C, index cheeses. I always love that. Um, I hope we don't overreact. Now, there's somebody asking for not a corner flag to appear on the club's social media site anytime soon. Stephen Atkinson also comes back and go, 
I'll go for a two-word summary. Typical Watford. Silgerman says, good to see King Semmer back. You are not wrong. He he was absolutely tremendous for his first 20 minutes, and then it kind of all got a little bit uh, a little bit ragged. Porteous, my new favourite player, says Mikey Abraham. Say, Mikey, P. Curtis, most memorable game in a long time. Potential for good things. Okay, people seeing good things here. Nick Lansing, much improved, but opportunity lost. Yeah, it was an opportunity missed, wasn't it? I agree with that. I think it was two points definitely dropped, I think, with due respect to, uh, to Blackburn. They were, when we had the preview show with uh, with the guys from 4,000 Holes, it, they said, you know, we're really not in a good place. And, and I think we started to make them look good in, in areas. Jamie uh, says, prepare for next season now. Echoing what Ed was saying there, get ready and get in there. MRM474, hello, so says, delivery from corners is pathetic. Yeah, we keep... The, the, the delivery was, was blooming poor, especially, I have to say, poor old Pat Butcher, uh, Matthias Martins. Uh, Richard WFC Potso out also says, knew that they would draw Dave Lavender. We're so frustrating to watch. Willie Eckerslike says, and I like this, no comment. Didn't watch it. The granddaughter's fourth birthday party. Happy birthday, little, 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 little Eckerslike. Uh, Cone says Kamarakazi strikes again suspension soon and then also said scratching my eyes club nonsense Papa John's trophy looks delicious well done Cone there was three excellent ed- additions there oh he's coming back also with a missing persons report for Espria Mikey Abraham said we were by far the better team Jack Foster we heard from Jack earlier on he's, uh, his, uh, his blog postings will be up uh, and responding and you can respond to those it says lion that can't kill rabbits he said that earlier on as well yeah we didn't really put them to the sword did we Cisco Disco is on hold says Cone International Hornet says should have stuck with Edwards Hannah Louise hey Hannah um, says what a load of shit <laughs> tell us what you think Hannah none of this kind of hanging back and, uh, and and sitting on the fence tell us exactly what you are thinking Jonah says hurt and Porteous on top Watford fan Yasser Espria Football says another stinky result it's time to go says flattered to deceive yet again Ben says First man at corners, free clicks every time. FFS, we all know what that stands for. No one wants to be in the playoffs, says Matthew Kennedy. Peter Smith says, Hornets, realism really is needed. It's time to go, says, no better than mid-table. That's kind of where we're sitting. We might get to the playoffs, but we're at the moment in time where we've got about three teams below us that if they win or get a point, we could be dropping out of that table, which which would be, yes, it would sum up the season pretty much, I imagine. Uh, Dan Chaka says... uh, uh, would say I'm pretty ecstatic for the next game, but it's Burnley. Malk said first half, lack of intensity. Cranky from Littleport says one up front doesn't work. Yeah, we were talking about going to a back three when I was chatting to Ed and, and what they do in, um, they play a three, four, one, two at uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, formerly under Manga. You know, is that what we want to see? Do we want to see a rush playing alongside Keenan Davis? So you've got the sort of the movement, but you've also got some physicality as well, as well there. And David Wallace just Sending us on there says extra year added to the championship tour. Very, very possibly, very possibly. Right, so let's have a look at the extended ones. Wendover Horn asks, is Kalu alive? I haven't been able to shout Kalu's alive for ages. To ages. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Carl Campion said, overall, I thought we played well. Centre-backs and bearded players are an update. <laughs> Concealing the first goal, always soft, is a familiar home story. Struggling to score. Would like to see two up front. Davis and a Ro- I hadn't even read that when I said that. That's good. And a Rosh starting. Still find the correct lineup in February. We're still finding it in February. And as somebody pointed out to me earlier on, you know, you're starting with a new centre-back partnership. 
in the middle of February. It, it, it says everything about, about the previous transfer window. John Parslow, we heard from him earlier on, saying, I beg to differ on being in the same side as Uncle. Oh, just on Bilic. I think he should be judged on same points as Edwards, who was let go after 10 games for no identity or pattern of play being discernible. Because that, he is dead meat, even if he is promoted. Louis Tashira came in and said, in a game where Blackburn only threatened once, we really should have put the game to bed. Yao and Saar both had big chances, defensively solid, big shifts from Hurt and uh, Porteous and Gaspar. Good to see Loser, Sema and Yao and Cleverly all back. I'm off for a Chinese to get over that. Well, we're not even going to ha- ask you what, what you're going to have your Chinese. I think that uh, that Saar chance, uh, a lot of people said it actually came down to Kone, which would be interesting. Us, the Watford Way 25 says, I don't want to go through the drama of sacking another manager this season. We cannot change. Hold on until the end of the season to the least. And Paul Fiander Turner, sorry, Paul, I saw you uh, wanted to get in earlier on, but we were obviously in the midst of, uh, of chat, so we'll get you on next time. It's a great upgrade on Shithouse with Porteous, a.k.a. the King of Shithousery. I see what he's done with there. That's Howes, H-A-U-S-E. Uh, agree on Kamara, no defensive discipline, plays with zero cares, and it shows. And the big Lobovsky says, this message is all that needs to be said from Watford FC fans to Gino Pozzo. And he says, a good apology has three parts. I'm sorry, it's my fault, and what can I do to make it right? Most people forget the third part. Oh, there you go. This is a lot of stuff. Paul said Jimmy is the greatest. Yes, we had Jimmy Pesto over with Nick, uh, his brother, uh, they're, they're probably still out on the Raz with, uh, with with Carl. It was your normal kind of drunken kind of thing and quite right too. I hope you're having a great time and I obviously hope your wife is not listening there, uh, uh, Jimmy. Paul also said, Paul Fiander Turner also said, ex-Watford boss Steve Perryman came to my wedding in 2009. All my Spurs supporting uh, friends were starstruck. All my Watford supporting mates were less so. Yes, um, Steve Perryman, yeah, it was like three seasons of the kind of game we've just we've just been seeing, really. Mal, hello, Mal. I hope you're feeling better. I beat John Barnes. Hold on, I beat John Barnes to a car parking spot once. He wasn't very happy. That's good. That's a very, very, very strong hand. That might be a winner. Let's go. Gary said, uh, bring back the Sunday service. Oh, there you go, Ed. Gary's asking you to bring it back. Ian V said, how's this for tenuous? I used to play hockey with Scott Fitzgerald's two brothers, Ryan Porteous immense today. God bless. See you all next week. That's the second Scott Fitzgerald hockey reference. <laughs> That's the de- very definition of tenuous, I think, is basically anything to do with Scott Fitzgerald and hockey. Uh, Guy Wellborn, hello, Guy, says, uh, my aunt used to live next door to Richard Lee. That's the winner. That's the winner. That's quality. My aunt used to live next door. Used to live next door. Doesn't, not does, but used to, I like this very much. Rob Sterry, the fact that they're talking about our two centre-halves says it all. And finally, WFZ Zach says, get off, Uncle Ron. Get Uncle Ron off. Seen enough already. There you go. So, so people disagreeing, people agreeing, but people being nice. That's the important thing. So we move to Tuesday. We are away at the, uh, let's face it, the champions elect. Probably the most impressive side in the football league this season um, in terms of within their division has been Burnley. It was really interesting. A lot of the times when we've been talking about the Watford model versus, for example, a team who had a long established manager such as Sean Dyche, one of the things that was said, I remember it being said on here was if Sean Dyche leaves, Burnley will go for a ball of chalk because they won't have the, you know, the individual player, the key man who makes them absolutely tick. Well, in fairness, Vincent Company came in, and I know we got a result with them in the third game where we beat them 1-0, thanks to a Tom Cleverly goal. 
which then saw him injured until today. But with Vincent Company and with the backing, they are they are heading back at a rate to the to the Premiership. So it'll be interesting to see what our now hopefully a bit more recovered squad will be able to do on Tuesday. We will see. We are going to be speaking to one of the Burnley podcasts tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening, and we'll be getting a preview show out, should hopefully be available for you on Monday morning. Uh, we'll be turning this into a podcast. It's been a couple of hours, so we'll probably turn it into two, just because it makes it a lot easier for me to be able to put one together tonight um, and get that out to you, and then another one uh, later on tomorrow. So you can kind of listen back if anybody wishes to do so. Um, but thank you so much as ever for all of the calls, for all of the uh, the contributions, be they five word, be they longer stuff. If you are enjoying, you know, kind of writing and putting your points across, and you want to elongate it across the game, or just whatever your thoughts are, it can be a one-off. Can be, you know, you can do it regularly if you like. We're just throwing the blog spot open for everybody if they want to uh, to get involved. Then do just let us know. Just drop us a line. Go to uh, com, Put in contact. Throw in, a, throw us a little comment. We'll come back and have a chat about it. As it is, we've got Jack who's going to be doing that, and of course, most importantly. We have our two Americans who are partying the night away with Carl before they have to wake up with a hangover and fly back to the States. But there we go. Finishes one all. Porteous, I think, impressed everybody. Hoot, well, he's a fine one to shout after we've scored, isn't he? It really is quite something. There we go. Guys, have a great evening this evening um, and uh, have a great rest of the weekend. And we will see you at some point in the near future. You on It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.